Hello, my fellow cinematic sadists, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, if you're joining us at this stage of our odyssey, our quest of seeing as many of the dramaturgical, diuretic, diatribes that we're going to foist upon you after we all sit through some of the worst films in the history of British cinema. Yes, it's best of worst of British. I'm your co-host, Lorcan Mullen, and I'm with me. They've come back again for a second duck bite of the cherry. The poisonous, poisonous cherry. <laughs> yes, eating the poisonous cherries like Pac-Man, I am Tom Hodkinson. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Michael. <laughs> I thought we were going to make you Ms. Tom Hodkinson and just put a bow on your head. No, I'm uh, nice. Uh, I'm Michael Bell, and I'm allergic to cherry flavourings and drinks. Ah, mm. Is, it, is that like a biological thing, or is that just what happens? No idea. Just just discovered that recently. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, that's, that's something I've learned in the break. Now, would you rather... How was, how was your break being listened to, dear? <laughs> I am glad it's been good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I just... mean, while I've been shitting like a fucking... <laughs> like shitting a, like, like a No, 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 no. <laughs> Shitting like a... Um, shitting that? like a bear. A bear, right. There you go. Shitting like a bear. Shitting like a bear. <laughs> On all fours? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Uh... Mike, here's the question now, Mike. Here's yes. the question now, Mike. Yes. Would you rather feast on a picnic of cherry pie and cherry cola yep. and cherry the brief female wrestler of the WWE SmackDown? Wow. Hello, niche. <laughs> or would you watch... One minute, 50 seconds into that one. <laughs> or would you once again watch what we will be covering on this episode, which is... The 2000 film Crime Thriller Rancid Aluminium. You do not play games with me. We're having a great time. Rancid aluminium. Cherries every time, even though I get really spinny and everything's horrible when I have cherries. So, really um, spinny. I would hate... It was dreadful. I know that's the point of the podcast, Mike. You know, get on board. No. I, what, have gonna... we, what have we done to offend you, Lorcan? You pick these. <laughs> yeah. What have, have I hurt you in any way? I knew, I, this film had a rep- I knew this film had a reputation, but it maybe Did it's it? not even as... Maybe it needs more of a reputation, because I'm going to give away... Last year, if you may have listened to our most pr- recent episode, which was our breakdown of the top fi- of the previous Filthy 15, uh, from least worst to worst, uh, top of one of our of both of our lists, me and you, Tom, and I think somewhere like third for you, was it, Mike? Or was it second? Was, was Bullseye, and I said at the time that it yeah. might genuinely not just be the worst British film I've ever seen, but possibly the worst film <laughs> I've ever seen. It's got a new rival. <laughs> I genuinely think we can't. I'll be curious to see if we can go lower. I think we, <laughs> mate. This Keith, season, I think we might have started I th- off. I think we can go lower. There's a Keith Lemon movie out there. I think we can go lower. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were planning to be a bit more, you know, optimistic and sort of. Positive. You were planning to be a bit more. I was like, okay, the last series, I enjoyed doing it. I won't get me wrong, but we're very negative as people and no, we're not and reviewers. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put some positivity in this one. I'm really going to try hard this series to sort of see the positives and everything. 
what have you made me watch? Well, maybe I wanted to test that positivity because you were. I really needed to counsel you through your viewing of that film via WhatsApp. Oh yeah, back to the uh, support group that we have on the WhatsApp. How long is this movie? When will it end? How long? I'm at sixty-five minutes. Why is Reefish? Why is Reefiffins playing a fucking cockney? How many bloody minutes are there left? So, There's seventeen minutes left. I think I can make it. Oh. We're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna be doing really a blow-by-blow account like we did last time with the previous series. We're gonna try and condense these down a bit more and we're just going to kind of take the film as a whole for the most part but I w- so I'll say maybe the definitive image of this film to sum it up and sort of the glut and the excess of the post-lock stock world because it was obviously uh, uh, you know trying to cash in on the stylish gangster thrillers London set thrillers and all that sort of stuff uh, that lock stock had, had really popularised yeah Guy Ritchie has a lot to answer for there is a scene in this film where our two uh, main characters Reese fans as Pete and Joseph Fiennes as Sean are having a race as to who can snort up the longest line of cocaine in one sitting. And I think that they were using rolled up script pages whilst they were doing it. Because this is just the most excessive, only on a coked out mind could you think. This this is the be here now of films, (laughs) in my opinion. Well, I do have some of the quotes from the back of the DVD, which is praising it, so I can get them for you. All of these quotes you can dismiss instantly as reviewers. So, uh, The Daily Star, probably the best British film of the year. <laughs> the Mirror, don't miss it. <laughs> uh, Daily Star again, they really liked it. An exciting knockabout film. Oh, Wait, you know it's a problem when you've got to use two quotes from the same fucking paper. <laughs> oh, there's more. Uh, Daily Star, go to a bang. Wait, are they all coming from the Daily Star? <laughs> it is three from the Daily Star. <laughs> An exciting new British film from the Mail. They just wanted British. You know, that was all. These, they, these are obviously... All it seems like these, these are things that they quote from the electronic press kit before they actually see the film. And then... Because it did have a... Like, it got bad reviews from the start. And it is obviously... universally hated. The, the writer himself has disowned it. He's admitted it was a bad script. Because there is no way of understanding... Like, I... It's my job as the host of this episode to map out sort of the plot points. I had to read up. I had to. I wasn't going to rewind, but I, you know, I had to research and re- read up, not rewind. And I just, I've just about figured out what it is. To so give you like a basic summary, is that Pete and, like I said, Pete and Sean. Our two best mates. Sean's Irish for some reason. Are they brothers or mates? Well, that's their friends. It would make sense for them to be brothers. Except they look completely different. Because one of the the big like because they become right like the 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 you know it's about them realizing the father's inheritance essentially. Yeah, Yeah. but it's only Risa Fans' character's dad, and yet Joseph Fine's character is so appalled by him not getting a part of his non-father's inheritance that he tries to get Risa fans killed by Russian mobsters logical logical (laughs) again this is something that I think really needs addressing straight from the off you have the Welshman Risa fans Mm. playing a cockney you have he's being Michael Caine you have the Englishman Joseph Fiennes playing Irish and badly you have several English actors also playing Russians it's I mean, I mean, actors are known to be, are supposed to play. Right. I think you're getting angry yeah. at the wrong thing here. But, <laughs> the problem yeah. is they don't do any of these roles well. No one does anything in this film well. Like the Russians don't seem Russian. The, the Irishman doesn't seem Irish. The Cockney doesn't seem Cockney. It's and just, Keith Allen's in it. 
Yeah, that's kind of the, that's always one of your signs of this is especially the the, the cocaine did flow. It's like you know how like if you if, if you cut yourself in the water and a shark can detect it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If someone if someone like just gets a razor blade and starts yeah. like setting up a line of coke in like, a script, Keith from Allen a thirty mile radius, yeah. Keith Allen's nose will be like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I can smell it. It's in within the facility. I reckon I can save this picture. <laughs> oh, I did it with shallow grave or do it with this? Oh yeah, of course he's. Uh, he was it shallow grave. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, there's just no one in this character, no one in this show, no one in this film, no one in this entity. It's a film. <laughs> See, no it's one in this thing, uh, is making logical decisions. No one's behaving like everything's poorly framed. Everything's poorly edited. The dubbing is atrocious. And oh, then there are scenes awful. where it should have been dubbed and they haven't dubbed yeah. it. Like we are recording this off of a phone. I think you can tell. This has better audio quality than some of the scenes in this film. It was 19 years ago. They would have had the funding. Yeah. yeah. And can I just say now, Joseph Fiennes might be my least favourite performance in anything I've ever seen. And I liked Joseph Fiennes. This Which, is one crazy. Is it? Which one was it? He's the Irish. Yeah, okay, cool. He's, he's kind Keep of up. trying to play Roy Keane if Roy Keane had got into like... Uh, investment banking or something yeah. like that like Roy Keane was more interested in business than he was yeah. in football yeah or he Which... maybe had an early injury and was going to take that out on the world instead of Alfinger Harness <laughs> so Roy Keane now yeah yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. <laughs> okay. when, when so... this comes out he'll probably be he's got this he's He's like, I, how do you describe what Joseph Fiennes is trying to pull off I think he's trying to pull off the, the sociopath i.e. the Roy Keane but he's just confusing to understand mm. he doesn't betray emotion other than just sort of cocking his eyebrows up every once in a while and he's but just is yeah. his performance like a metaphor for the film because the film it starts out with dead dad in, you know and the business is going down mm. then all of a sudden it goes into a film about how he can't have kids then it goes into Russians come along for some reason mm-hmm. so is he act is his acting the film. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that Joseph Fiennes is trying? To, I will say actually, it's just so scattered. Joseph Joseph Fiennes is trying to like send out messages to the audience, like, look, this is going to be shit. Look at my performance. <laughs> yes. I can act, and this is what I'm doing. Because there's a moment, there's a moment towards the end when Joseph Fiennes is jacking off into a condom in a toilet, yep. in a in a petrol station, mm. where he literally looks at the camera. Did you say Joseph Fiennes. Uh, sorry, uh, Risa Fans. Yeah, Fans looks he breaks at the, cam- the fourth wall. Yeah. He looks at the camera. Just yeah, that's like, the issue here. Why am I doing this? <laughs> that's like him going. You're still watching. <laughs> I think everyone's involved in this has probably disowned it. He had a career by then, didn't he? But it is like this is like the height of like everyone's in their youth. And, well, they're not quite. Yeah. Like that's the thing that. Well, not that young for, anymore. For, for if fans, it was post Notting Hill. Yeah. For Joseph Fiennes, it was post Ch- uh, Shakespeare in Love. Academy Award winner, best film. Yeah. And then you follow up with this. And for like for everyone, this is post some of their best work. But it's like stars, you know. Keep, these are names. Sadie Frost at this point was one of the it girls. Uh! The, the Primrose Hill mob, is that what they were called? Or was it the Notting Hill mob? I can't oh, always get those. Primrose Hill, Kate Moss. Kate Moss, Jude Law, Naomi Johnny Campbell, Lee Miller. Yeah. Why the fuck did Sadie Frost just appear in anything? She's a fucking charisma vacuum. I hate it. I, she was so annoying in the entire fucking film. Well, she I, still had some name value. Yeah, that was the thing. I got yeah. the name for name. Oh, but yeah. but there's, also, um, there's also Tara Fitzgerald's in this as well, who you would probably best know for Brastoff. She's 
great and that. Oh, that stuff's great. I like that. Can we watch yeah. that film? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in best of best of British fucking Jello. And it never will be. <laughs> oh, but that had stewed anyway. Do you want well, to I wanted to give it a chance. I wanted to give this a chance. <laughs> you know, like I said, you look at that, there's talented people, people that have yeah, done good yeah, stuff, yeah. people go on to do good stuff, and Sadie Frost. And, you know, <laughs> and Danny Bear. <laughs> I mean to really summarise this as a late nineties, oh, early noughties. This yeah. is the I think this is the sum total of the acting career of Danny Bear. <laughs> Danny Bear, who I think best credit is in an ice skating version of Gladiators. Okay. There used to be like a Gladi Skaters? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> there was like a Gladiator style. <laughs> Four claps from Mike. Yes, <laughs> means he approves. It was like a it was like a gladiator style show, but mixed with like ice hockey and ice skating. Because this film doesn't deserve a plot rundown. There is no it. plot. It didn't bother with its own plot rundown. <laughs> Things just happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. You want me to sum it up? Reese fans and Joseph Vines are, are scummy, um, cocky lads about town. Although they point out they're in their early thirties, so they should be known better at this point. The the, the dad of Reese fans' dad dies. He inherits the business, but his business is in terrible financial straits. Joseph Vines is the accountant of the company and was the one that was actually doing the hard work. This is all described by Reese fans in his narration. They don't convey this through action, through scene, through dialogue. <laughs> through, you know, f- filmmaking techniques. It's like I said, it's like Bullseye with the Michael Caine just having to explain who's yeah, with yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. But even that, they give up after a while and you just look, just try and figure it out as you go along. Um, then they get involved in Russian mobsters who want to meet them in a castle. The Russian mobsters give them money Give them the money. are struggling. Yeah. That, fair enough, can get that. But then it makes, becomes an, a fertility film. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, the fertility thing comes to nothing. No. I thought because, like, because he because he's constantly having he's trying to have a baby with Sadie Frost, but it also points out that like they're both still shagging other people behind yep. their backs. Like, like at some point, Sadie Frost goes off to a bar and snogs a guy you know who looks exactly like a man from 1999 would like wet black hair <laughs> the curtains long are sleeve. Like, the, yeah, curtains the, the curtains have gone, have gone. Yeah. yeah now it's the short haircut where you've just got everything combed forward yeah. as much as possible and wet yeah. that's basically it <laughs> uh, meanwhile Reese fans is shagging Danny Bear in the lift yes with the stupidest editing techniques of it just fading out every time. Well, a lift. Every cut's ending with a fade out, and you're telling that the lift goes down. And in other sequences in the scene, in this film, you know that that journey is like 20 seconds well, the at the most. Gets, the lift in the shagging scene, well, one of many, because um, after 20 minutes they got bored and just thought, right, tits. Um, <laughs> but you don't see any. Well, you don't see Danny Bear's tits anyway, no. do you? But we, in, don't in, see, we don't see it if fans cock either. But, but, but and we know he's willing to do that. And during that but, entire scene, you can hear Reese Fran's yelling the words, Avid. <laughs> yeah, how do you? What, what for your sex talk? Talk? <laughs> but yeah, it turns out that but, Joseph Fiennes has set him up with the Russian gangsters so that they will yeah. kill him, but then the Russian gangsters turn on Joseph Fiennes and decide to let Reese Fans live because he Ooh. passed the test... By having sex with the Russian mobster's wife, played by Tara Fitzgerald. No, it's his daughter. I thought it was his wife. No, it's his daughter, because he wants grandkids. Oh. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that it was going to turn out, because like, he's worried about his fertility. That's one of the things. That's why he mm. has, like, at one point he has come in a tube and he gets in a fight in a tunnel. And I 
I don't think that was them doing a visual metaphor. They're not good enough for that. No, no, no. It was just a coincidence. They had a tunnel because they used a tunnel. They used that exact Twice, same tunnel yeah, in a yeah. later scene, and you yeah. can tell it was like like the cars where he was the last time. You know, so they're just like get Keith Allen in. We're doing the exact same scene in the same place. We're gonna make the most of this tunnel. <laughs> well, while we're here, we may as well cram it all into one day still. <laughs> Um, and so then, so yeah, so they decide to stick with Reese Fans. He passed the test by having sex with her. See, I thought the punchline was going to be that he got all three of the women pregnant. She, you know, he'd done a Gabby Agbon Lahore. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> 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 this is a little call out to fans of Aston Villa. <laughs> um, no, that wasn't the case. None of them are pregnant, as far as I'm aware, at the end of the no, film. No, two of them. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, the, do- the, the daughter the, and that's um, that's why they let Reese fans live because at the end, mm. see you're following the plot and you have lost it. <laughs> at the end, he has to stop. I know. And... I, now that makes sense why he's stuck in the middle, having to choose between yeah, what's yeah, both pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't recall either of them saying that. The whole pregnant. the last twenty minutes was all about because um, when Sean kidnaps her, yeah, he's like I'm going to kill you and the baby, and then he comes along and. Uh, yeah, she, she confirms she is up the doff. Uh, and then, oh, no, no, no. You know see, she is because she I'm, goes I'm from a, being a very yeah. slim lady to pregnant. She's yeah. about six weeks pregnant and she's got this massive oh, <laughs> I didn't, baby I, belly. Uh, yeah, I guess my note-taking wasn't good. Some of the other notes Because he goes... Because one, one of my notes that I did include was leg spunk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes, you know... Yeah, yeah, fine. a bit, a bit of so sperm play, isn't it? So who's she been having sex with in that moment? Because well, I thought she was having sex with what turns out to be her father. The situation is, uh, the father is trying to have a grandkid. He wants hard currency and grandchildren. Those were the two things he wanted to start the film. So they've been doing deals with several people across the Europe. Every time that the deal goes wrong. Or they don't get her pregnant, they get killed. Yeah. So Reese Ifans does the deal right, gets her pregnant, and he survives. That's the whole point. I didn't do my job well. But <laughs> yeah. neither did these filmmakers, so I think... <laughs> you had one job, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and now I am host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going down the rabbit hole. I mean, I'm just... I, everything about this film made me so angry. The dubbing, when they had these machine gun shootouts, and no one seems oh, to be killed. God. No one's getting caught in this cross. Apparently, doors are bulletproof. As long as here's one that will get you. The company that yes, yeah, I've got it written down. I've got it written down. The whole company, the whole plot is based around the 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 upkeep of this company, and everyone's jobs are in trouble, and the Russians help finance the company. What do they do? Well, do you know what the name of the company is according to the door? I think I know what the name of the company is. Publishing, publishing. Company. You can imagine. They were the original publishers, or maybe they created Microsoft Publisher. I, maybe I, that's where it came from. I argue that it's just a lazy write-up from the writer. Da, 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 what's the name of the publishing company? Publishing Company. Well, at least... It was, Lunch! That, <laughs> it was more effort than they did before. You can't just call it business company. Oh, fine! <laughs> <laughs> business tech slice. And that was... Then he was going on to Microsoft Works and he saw Microsoft Publisher. Publishing company! 
Oh my good lord. Everyone acts unnatural. Uh, Stephen Burkoff, I Stephen Burkoff, I think is one of those low level lovies. You know, like he mm. gets some, but I don't think he's ever going to be respected. Like you know, Ian McKellen gets Lord of the Rings. He's going to get like you Lord know. of the Sheep. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that like he was the one that would have been closest to being cast in Knights of the Damned. You know, yes. if they could have, if the budget could have stretched that little bit further, they could have got Stephen Burkoff. Yeah, it's like Ian McKellen gets Lord of the Rings. Jeremy Irons gets Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Stephen Burkoff gets the sequel to Knights of the Damned. The fantasy hierarchy. I like where you're coming with this. How you doing there, Mike? You're right. I think we're done. I am interested, like thinking about because I always wonder about these actors that are, like young now or not even now they've gone into middle age. Like which ones are going to get the Ian McKellen roles, and you know who's going to be Gandalf when they inevitably make Lord of the Rings again? <laughs> when you know Ewan McGregor, Johnny Lee Miller, Reese fans, and them lot are all of appropriate age. Well, that's the thing. Isn't Amazon remaking yeah. Lord of the Rings oh, really? series? Yeah. So the casting there is going to be curious. Yeah, but none of them are quite old enough yet. Yeah, I, I know. It's like, it's, it's it's kind of, of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how which which of the footballers of the Premiership era, the original Premiership era, are going to make it as managers? Because not all of them are going to be there, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's the ones that were the worst players, I find. Yeah, because so, it seemed like Joseph Fiennes just sort of disappeared after a while. He's, I think he does like American TV stuff now. Yeah, he's done he? bits with like uh, American Horror Story and he's ah. done a few other episodes of series here and there. He's mainly just sort of... Didn't he also do the series Flush Forward? Yeah, one of those one of those lost knockoff shows. Yeah, it was it was intriguing, but not enough to survive. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. yeah it's weird though because he literally starred in an Oscar winning movie, and yeah. yet and yet late nineties you, was... you do you do rented aluminium and suddenly <laughs> here's the problem though when your brother's Ralph finds his name's Ralph we won't accept Rafe when your brother's Ralph finds it's hard not to live in his shadow, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like in a direct way, the Baldwins with Alec. Mm. It's hard to sort of creep out the other side and go, I'm here as well. To a lesser extent, the McGanns with Paul. I was thinking the McGanns, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the McGanns are closer to the Fines. Yeah, I think the McGanns, they sort of share it evenly. So there's like Paul, Joe, they all have their... You their agree moment. with all this, don't you, Mike? Yes. I can understand what's happening. Do you have any other random... I'm just trying to go through some random notes here. This is one I quite liked. Uh, Tara Fitzgerald's performance throughout it all. You know, she's really trying to stretch and be like the femme fatale. You know, she didn't She didn't quite get anything. She auditioned for Tomorrow Never Dies and the world is not enough and nothing came yeah. of it. Uh, this is my notes about her. She looks and acts like a mix between Paloma Faith trying to be Lana Del Rey. Yes. Hmm. I can sort of see... I think she's more trying to Paloma Faith trying to be Lana Del Rey trying to be Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> In a weird way. How do you convince her to deal with leg spunk? <laughs> the same way you convince anyone. Cocaine. <laughs> I love um, I love as well, I'll put a note here that says... Um, as I see it, Charlie in the film is a cut price Denise Van Outen, hence Danny Bear. Oh, I've got another description as well. Um, they have a henchman throughout it all. Yes. And I thought he looked like Jackie Earl Haley trying to play Tom Hardy playing Charles Bronson. <laughs> That's, that, you, yeah, you've, you've pretty much put the fucking nail in the head there. <laughs> also, another night, um, the, one of the characters that really fucks me off in this, the courier. Yes, who like has like two or three lines at the start, and then yeah. something's a major player, and it turns out it's Danny Bear's boyfriend at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, he's what? Just, but he's just tired from space. 
He did look a lot like. <laughs> to be fair, I think this was out before. I would Tyler rather. I would space. rather have Michael Smiley in this. Of course you would. Yeah, yeah. everyone. But I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that was just like the look of couriers at that time. Was the dyed blonde hair <laughs> combed forward as much as possible, although losing it on top as yeah. both of them are. It's just ah, uh, this is such a bad movie. <laughs> okay, I'm as lost in this podcast as I am in the film. I mean, we're trying to replicate <laughs> that's it. That's the kind of point, yeah. We, we're um, trying to scatter shot all of this out, yeah, it's, and it's just, yeah. but it's so. I'm trying to. It's so culturally like the late '90s, early like late '90s in particular. You know, where we just cool Britannia. We thought we were unassailable, but it turns out, or at least people in London thought they were unassailable, but then it turns out that like most of what we make is shit. <laughs> and, yeah, you know. Can we? Can we also just take a moment to um, not appreciate, but under- or try and work out why you've taken Nick Moran yeah. from Lockstock and made him a posh drug dealer? Because I think it was, I think it was the only way we can get Nick Moran is we can only afford him for like two days, and he wants to experiment. Uh, <laughs> you know, he wants to like, show his range. Yeah, yeah. Because he is always in that one scene, so he's obviously like filmed all of his scenes together. Or imagine that Nick Moran at that point was like the get. You know? Yeah, he he was the sort of good cameo. Yeah, but that was just like you want the Lockstock audience. You get someone. Vinnie Jones wasn't there, you know, to play the henchman. <laughs> <laughs> How would you not get Vinnie Jones? I, this is this is nineteen nine two thousand. Vinnie Jones at his peak of value. Did you not? This, is, heard... this is Swordfish era, Vinnie Jones. Did, did you not just send the text? You know, he would have done it. Have you heard what Vinnie Jones is up to now? I assume he set up a flooring company. Yeah. Well, you because floored plenty of people in his time. No, not giving you up. <laughs> Didn't he do like a, a Victorian or a Shakespearean movie? The one Spinny Jones. Well, I, we've got one in the bag that we will have to do at some point, where he's an investigative journalist who uncovers a never before found, never before seen manuscript from Charles Dickens, and it's all part of a hundred year murder mystery. Ah! <laughs> Why? Why have I come back? Should we just have a chat? How was your break? <laughs> Mate, it's been absolutely shocking. Because I knew I had to come back to this. Okay. The whole two, three months we've been away. Just, yeah. yeah just really the good. constant threat of returning to this. Um, just knowing that I'd have to watch a film with the human equivalent of ironing Sadie Frost. <laughs> Have you seen Sadie Frost in anything else? I'm not sure if I've, I've seen, seen her, her in a couple of things, else. mainly the Pulp uh, Common People video. Ah, but yes, yes. I got really offended by her acting in this, and it's a, I know that's a weird thing to be offended by. I think by, she's but... just playing like a stereotypical whiny girlfriend throughout the whole thing, really. She's yeah, always playing annoyed slash at is a stereotypical whiny girlfriend. It's just that sort of posh Londonite. Well, did they sell it to her as because they've? It's to me, it was like three different films. So there is dad dies, no money, Russian gangsters. There's that. Yeah. Then this out to her as this is really a, a big, deep, important film about fertility, and it's going to explore, you know, um, like the new major children. Baby. Yeah. And then there's also soft porn. So there's like three, there's three <laughs> did they sell it to her as right? Okay, we're going to explore the nature of um, fertility and stuff like this. And there's what now a bit bored of that. Uh, can we have a shoot up in the car park? Yes, fuck yes, we can. You know, <laughs> that is true. Can, there can are like to someone in an elevator just going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Bring like, Keith Allen in to bring the blow. Yes, of course you can. can. But like he had a director and assistant, and the assistant kept making ideas, and he couldn't say no. Am I? <laughs> it doesn't am know I, where it wants to be. Am I the only one as well who thought that? 
Tara Fitzgerald might have been Which Sadie one? Frost in a wig, and that she was doubling up, or that was going to be the reveal that she was both characters at first. They look alike, and she was, and Tara Fitzgerald is very obviously wearing a wig, uh, or she's got her hair done. It'd be it'd be very very like elaborate, and they were never on camera at the same time because they were in their own different worlds. It's the sort of thing that they would think, and this is the twist to end all twists. Uh, right. But then they have dinner together in a scene. Yeah, but you can always... Eddie Murphy had dinner with five different versions of himself. No. I think you can pull it off. It'll be like every sitcom ever where there's a date and he's got two dates in the same restaurant just running back and forth to the tables. Or like he sat in between them and they're both like touching up yeah. a separate leg. Yeah. And then the hand's uh, touching the middle. That's my, that's my regular Saturday night, lads. <laughs> Watching, no, it is. That's a watching, goddamn line, you know. Watching <laughs> films with that setup. <laughs> I love as well some of the character names of this. Like the uh, the main uh, Russian boss is called Mister Kant. Uh, I'm assuming that's an Emmanuel Kant reference. I'm so clever. I'm assuming it's a Kant, Kant, yeah, Kant yeah. reference. Personally, but <laughs> I thought I was assuming it was something to do with Emmanuel Kant. I just thought it was the C bomb. So <laughs> that's true yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Why, did, why does Joseph Fine shoot a mirror repeatedly at one point? Because <laughs> he's mental. <laughs> he loads up his gun, preparing for a standoff, and then he shoots all bullets in that gun before Reese Evans He's testing it. <laughs> he's got a test that works. I can't get my head around this. It's too messy, the concept for it's, this. It's, it's a bit out it's there, and so is this episode. But I mean, the, the whole uh, constantly calling God a referee. Fuck, no, that, was his, fuck that, was his, that was his dad. No, no. He, he called, he no, called no, his dad a referee? No, no, no. His the god was a referee because he oh, was yeah. killing his dad, and he's asking the referee why he did it. Oh, and then when he ended up in Russia, referee, come on, I'm well, on the own in Russia. That's not how refs work. Refs do something. Exactly, when been taken. exactly. <laughs> yeah, there is no consistency to Risa Fan's character. Like various points, he's suddenly like one bit. at various yeah. points, he'll suddenly like wig out, and mm-hmm. like the, when they're sat at the dinner table to settle the dis, you know the, the business decision, then he just goes on this weird monologue. In the mid, like, and everyone's awkward. I was like, "Is this an outtake?" Is this? <laughs> and then he bangs everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I'm not going to dispute. Some women will find Risa fans attractive, but why? <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's got a lovely personality. <laughs> it springs the blow. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Everything's... There's so much cocaine in this film. <laughs> See, I was, as a kid, I, I don't know why. I always thought it was like the opposite of drunkenness, and that it made you more sober and more alert and more energetic. No, you're buzzy. You're really, really buzzy. The whole film is like, and then yeah, 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 yeah. right, <laughs> then they're on a bowling green, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna throw. <laughs> it's it's a coke film, and that's why the Daily Star loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing? You know, you know how with um, when you get when you get like frozen goods and you got the scissors line today yeah, where yeah, to yeah, cut. Yeah. If the Daily Star just had a page, lines. Wow. This is a very Daily Star movie. Actually, it's it? it's so it's almost Daily Sport movie. Yeah. But there's not. But that's the thing. It's not actually that lurid. Like we, you know, we see Sadie Frost topless. And we also see. Risa Fan's bottomless, and there's a sex scene where, unless Risa Fan's has a two foot long penis, and that might explain why he's so popular, (laughs) there was nothing going on there. So, you know, I can imagine he's quite a popular boy. Mm. Of course, he is, he's a millionaire. Yeah, Yeah. it's mm, 
You can tell he you can tell he enjoys his life. Like there's a reason oh, yeah, that yeah. like I remember listening to Noel Gallagher doing a DVD commentary. Uh, oh, he did for, uh, Important to Be an Idol. Yeah, yeah. And Great it's video. like this guy Great is uh, a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Noel Gallagher approves of you. <laughs> the one thing that really caught me was the amount of times that Reese fans were shirtless in this film. Mm. I reckon he put that in his contract. He's in good nick, yeah. So he's, yeah, yeah but he's not like. Oh, do it, but he don't want to wear any tops. It's very late 90s good Nick again. Like now they've all got to like not drunk water for five days before the shot happens, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all that stuff. They need to have those sort of muscles that lead towards the pelvic bone. Yeah, like the the, the, the V's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. So yeah. This is where my dick lives. Dick you know, lives. You know like when you're in a shopping centre and you are here. You know, yeah. it's like... <laughs> Find the rabbit. <laughs> you call your penis the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. So it very rarely comes out of its hole. <laughs> Is it responsible for many children? <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> <sighs> What's that disease rabbits die of? Mix of mitosis. Yeah. <laughs> Full of it. <laughs> well, I live near fields. It's it, bound it, to happen at some point. Had a very short life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that someone got mixed mitosis mixed up with halitosis. I've already got misomatosis. Oh, well, so just get some, like, you know. Yeah, Listerine. Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Oh. Or, or the other way around. What? Put it on my dick. <laughs> Sweet loud above. <laughs> that, that's got a sting, though. That's deep heat. Oh, no, you got that wrong. Listerine would just be sticky. No, there's a. There's a corrosive element to it. That's the way. Do you know what Listerine? This is a completely different podcast now. <laughs> Do you know what Listerine was originally marketed as? Nail varnish or something. A, floor a, a mixer. Yeah. Is it like how vodka was technically a fuel or something? Yeah, like it, that? Was, it was. It was <laughs> well, marketed. Fuel, right. Listerine was marketed as originally as a, as a household cleaner, right. and then only eventually when they realised you could use it to like swell out the plaque from your teeth and whatnot, and those were like, yeah, do that. Make it blue. Be fine. Yeah, and uh, it's just then become like a, the most popular brand of mouthwasher on the market yeah. by accident. So I'm consi- so to sum up rancid aluminium <laughs> to bring this podcast back round to the subject. No, matter. more about mouthwash. <laughs> Tell me more about Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some new one at the moment, but I don't like it because it, um, it's got the little beads in it, and every time you spit, you go to spit out the toothpaste. Yeah, my Colgate's it, yeah. become oh, a lot yeah. more like um, microfibers. Yeah, get rid. It's not, it's, not, it's not as thick as it was. It's more... The viscosity mm. has changed. Mm. I don't approve. It's just a pain to... All the microfibers are in the sink and it's just got to clean out the sink every bloody day. It's like, no. Yeah. Go change it. Change it back. I used to love the... Because um, when I was a kid, uh, when I went after... Every time I went to the dentist, there was uh, a Ghostbusters toothpaste you could buy. Amazing. And it was like green, like the ectoplasm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth and I was like oh, oh now it turns out it's like 90% sugar oh, like hello arm <laughs> yeah. the, the opposite of helpful now it's like oh hello arm and hammer this mm, fantastic great do you still have that brushing your teeth song I'm brushing my teeth oh yes I am brushing my teeth scrubby 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 is this one of those things where you think something everyone does is something yeah. just you do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your brushing teeth song yeah yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> And that was the film, ladies and gents. It's ended, you know what's upsetting? It ends with a David Bowie song. Admittedly, oh, like, a, a late 90s David yeah, Bowie song. The second song. it was like, right, he, he runs away. At the end, he runs away. He can't decide between two women. Yeah. And he, so he, he goes says, for a drink. He says he's going to the pub. The second it went to black, done. DVD out. <laughs> it didn't even go to black because he, he had that weird sort of like warped effect. 
Yeah. Again, I'm, it's like I'm a director. <laughs> I do fade outs when it doesn't make sense, and then I'll do the it. The second I knew it was ending, DVD out, chuck it away, and then and then make an inquiry. But yes. we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything left yeah. to add as well? Um, just you can fuck do, off. Do you agree with me? This might be the worst film we've covered so far. All right, I'll be perfectly honest. It was god awful, but I think we've seen worse. Okay. Well, I know I'm you're not sure. almost I genuinely am not sure. I'm not sure. Either. I'm going to let this stew because everything you can say about Bullseye, I understood what was going on because I got Michael Caine to explain it to you. <laughs> they gave up with that with with Reese Evans' yeah. monologue after a while. They did. However, I, I, I got this wrong. You I, had to correct me. I appreciate that this film was fueled purely by cocaine. That doesn't make it a good thing. No, it doesn't make it a good thing, but I, I, it makes me understand it a bit more than, say, Knights of the Damned, What's... where I don't understand why it got made. Or Bullseye, where I do understand why it got made, and I'm very unhappy that I it I don't want to give it too much credit, but because the characters were all on coke, is it that chaotic because the characters are on coke, or is it just... I don't think they're that clever. Yeah. Okay. I just no. think it was literally. No, I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like trying to embody the the yeah. sense of cocaine. I don't think it was a deliberate thing. I'm not saying mm. they weren't on cocaine, and this is what it's like. <laughs> but it's not. It's not like Stanley Kubrick or, yeah. or Aldous Huxley trying to really actually yeah. artistically embody what an enhanced <laughs> drug experience is like. A question I've got for you both: This film, made in 2000 was based on a book published in 1998. Yeah. Are either of you tempted to read the book? I am curious, because it's the same writer. But I'm not going to. <laughs> Obviously not, no. Because if a film that bad got made, yeah. with the plot all over the place, how did the book get published? The writer is like fairly well respected. He's done work that's been critically acclaimed afterwards. Like, like some of his stuff has been turned into like serious... Prestige TV after the fact, really? and like I said, he has admitted this was an awful script. So he's copped to it and he's learned his lesson. Whereas we're doing fourteen more of these. Oh, God, <laughs> but let's. It's not getting paid. <laughs> to sum it all up, Michael, what happened after you watched this film? Well, I had to buy the DVD uh, from Amazon. Other places are available. Yeah. Um, but I was like, right, well, I've got no use for it. I'll um, send it back, say it's faulty or something. So I go on Amazon and say, go for the orders, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can I have a refund, please? I'll send it back. I got an email the next day. Your refund's been issued. Don't bother sending it back. <laughs> <laughs> they paid me to keep the film. It's like yeah. a monkey's claw. They don't want any part of it. <laughs> you are the cursed one now. <laughs> so I paid £5.73. Got it back. I paid zero, I think, I, zero I think pennies should, for this film. I think we should take some suggestions on what should be done with this DVD, and maybe like with Ooh, um, yeah. with like scenes of a sexual nature where you did a quick binning. Um, it's going maybe something bin, a bit more. Maybe something a bit more elaborate this time. Maybe actually, oh, yeah. maybe actually <laughs> pour liquid aluminium onto it. See what happens, or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. What's playing what's the music liquid... of rancid in the background? Yes. Yes. What is aluminium's boiling point? Uh, not boiling point, sorry. Uh, melting melting point. point. That's the question for the podcast. Tweet us in the answer. Or do we just cut open a can of Coke and then use that to scar the DVD? No, or drink it. Yeah, but after you've drunk it. Oh, right. Then okay. you cut open the can to make it sharp. Can I just put it in the bin? It's much easier. Can I also say... Wouldn't fit. 
I'm, you find I'm, a bit. You find a bit, and I can I'll, fit I'll, in, I'll, and I'll, I'll wheel it down a hill, I'll and it'll be great. I'll find you a bit. <laughs> Don't you worry, young man. You come from a long line of binmen. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a history of binmen in my family. You, your, your garden is just full of bins and various sizes. <laughs> Right now, if if my mate Jim comes around, he'll fit in that bin. If Mike goes we, in, he'll go We nearly opened a museum. A museum of bin. Right. So, now that we've done this, we're going to go off and record, like, with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, our Bobo episode of Rancid Aluminum, for the American uh, listeners. Uh, it's got another eye in it. That's why we say aluminium. You know it's a problem when Biffy Clyro have to make lyrics about it. In general, yeah. yeah. If yeah. Biffy Carter have to do anything, then it's a bad song. After that third album, anything, anything after Puzzle, nah, get out. Oh no, the well, there were some good tunes in. Um... No, nope. go around Tom's house, get in the bin. <laughs> no, get, get in his variety of bins. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Awful. But now, guys, we've got to do something. It's a bit of a challenge. Uh, we've got to say something nice. Oh, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> he's got to get <laughs> his boy on. Have they just stuck to one plot? Have they stuck to Dad's dead? I don't think it's alright for a film to have multiple plots. That's quite no, that's no, kind of, that's that's kind what, of the nature of these it. No, but that's kind of the nature of these crime thrillers. Like, you know, snatches multiple plots on top of each yeah, other. Didn't... The, the co you know, the, that's like what Seinfeld was just multiple plots going all over the place. If you do Seinfeld. it well, you don't have to just have one plot. I disagree with you there. Okay. So um, take it back! No. <laughs> no, I'm all I'm saying is I'm not a particularly intelligent man, but I'm educated to the degree level. I've got some intelligence. I didn't have no idea what was going on in this film. So this is how you um, make it better. So okay, I would, so we're going to make it I, better. I, I would so do it. Good. Just stick with dad dead, inheritance, company's got no money, have to deal with Russians, Russians a bit wrong. Whoops. So, Tom, how would, you make, this, how would um, you make this better? How would I make this better? I, get rid of Sadie Frost, apparently. Yeah, very easily. <laughs> and I would probably suggest, like, why are you forcing... Like people like Sean. Sean doesn't have to be Irish. It's unnecessary. So just like ac- Joseph Fiennes play Joseph Fiennes. So the accents are your main issue here. It's. it's I think that's a really. That's a, I think it's one of those things where you can't. Can't. You don't want to look at the bigger issue. So you're just kind of looking on the. It's just, It's that a aren't plot. Actually, it's a plot yeah. point. And it's a. It's a point in the film that's completely unnecessary. They are meant to be childhood friends. So yeah, but who was living in Ireland or who exactly. was living in London? Exactly. Yeah, but the, you, you looking at you know the accents being a bad thing. That's like you've got a gangrene foot and you're worried about your fingernails. <laughs> No. There's bigger. There's bigger I, 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 I do know. agree with Michael, but I can see what you mean. It's as just, well. it's, it's, it doesn't add anything to the plot. There's no reason for him to be Irish. Why is he playing an Irish accent? Why is he playing an Irish? Why, why on earth have you got someone like Stephen Burkhoff? Um, why, why is he playing a Russian mobster? Why? Why, why not? Why, you know, why, actors, why? actors play actors play roles. <laughs> you know, why? Why? Why did? Um, <laughs> Why did Daniel Day Lewis play uh, a New York butcher? Because Daniel Day Lewis can do whatever he fucking wants because he is the man. Yeah, but that's what an actor's supposed to do. He just yeah, has to be the best Why did Ian McKellen play? Why did Ian McKellen? Why did Ian McKellen play a Scottish king from the ten hundreds? He wasn't born there. He's not Scottish. <laughs> but he did it well. These guys don't do it well. Why does? Why does why does Henry Cavill play a man from Krypton? He's not a Krypton. <laughs> He's not from Krypton. Okay, he that was do a that. terrible Krypton accent. It says more along the <laughs> Why are the Simpsons an- animated? That's not real. <laughs> I'm angry. Fuck you. All. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your character on this yeah, podcast. I think, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Back in the what way you can easily. make this film better is definitely hiring a director that knows how to frame, how to edit, is it how just to. Be- how to make things make sense. This makes you appreciate 
as annoying as Revolver was, Guy Ritchie is clearly a man with talent and can direct. Mm. Even if he's directing a piece of shit, it's directed. This is but, not directed. The guy who directed this has done very little since then. Is, very, very little. Is it yeah. because, though, we're on the back end of Britpop... Britpop was pretty much done by now, and the whole well, it's that sense whole, of, this the whole is England British, thing is great. This is British. It must be good. Yeah, that's so what it it's is. It's a gangster film from Britain. They do great ones, they, you know, because Lockstock was good. Yeah, chuck money in, chuck money in it, because there was still money in yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Make this better. Yeah. Bin the coke, flush yeah. the cocaine. Yeah. Do a midnight raid on was, these people on the first day of filming. But this was still this was still the era where bands could do five gigs and get signed up for million dollar record contracts and yeah, stuff. Yeah. There was still money in entertainment. Oh, yeah. That's probably how this got money. Now. This yeah. was probably how this so got this money. So this is this. This is the very end of that, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is probably one of the ones that was the reason why we can't keep doing this, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> films like this are the reason why there's no money in entertainment arts anymore. <laughs> they, we've not learned our lesson. You guys killed the UK Film Council. <laughs> Basically, if nothing else, that's my hot take from this. Film. Okay, but say something nice about it. Say something the film did well, and I've got one thing. I got one thing. Okay. There's one shot where Ray Fiennes is checking his gun for bullets that's very well framed and it looks quite stylish. Ah, no. And it's actually it was, on the DVD cover. Was, that was how they knew it was. This it was Joseph Fiennes. He got mixed up again. Joseph Fiennes, sorry. Yeah. I don't care. I just... There was one shot where a guy was loading a gun and it looked quite well framed. No, Reese Fiennes was firing his gun in a toilet bathroom. Yeah. And he... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the camera like... Uh, why? Why? Why are we here? Wanking like a chimp. <laughs> uh, Alright, I didn't mind the moral at the end, not moral, but at the end, he got both women pregnant. Yeah. It wasn't a big fight between it, it was just like, shit happens, we'll deal with it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I did write down, yeah. this would be the logical thing to happen, I didn't yeah. realise that it actually did happen. Well, this was... <laughs> in, in most other films, there would be a big cat fight between the two girls, and I'm glad that didn't happen. It was just like, yeah... Shit's happened. Well, I would like you Get know. I would board. have been thought. Well, it'd be like when Jean Claude Van Damme fought himself in Double Trouble. It would have been very hard to film. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I think the big problem that they didn't have the cat fight was because Sadie Frost can't take direction. I'm very angry about Sadie Frost. She does say something. So I'm guessing you're not going to say something nice about Sadie Frost then. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, the one thing I will say that's good is generally uh, the cast. It's quite impressive when you think about it for the year 2000. For name value, but you've I just mean, been banging yeah. on about how they didn't do a good job. You can have impressive, impressive yeah, but cast. Like, but to get a cast together like that for a small British film from someone who's well, barely just, been used well, then it should be better, was then. good. But I can't imagine how angry you were when Reese fans played a lizard. He's not lizard! <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> Wait a minute, Harry Potter's a wizard? No such thing happens, no such thing as magic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're all fucking happy. <laughs> I didn't have to come back for this, you know. <laughs> but you are back, and we're back next week. What are we back next week with? Oh, no, well, let's first. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um, we are back next week, but before we tell you what we're back with, we've also got to give you a little recommendation. So now it's time for. Hey, you! Don't watch that. Watch this. Well, we did have a plan to do uh, one film, but then you literally mentioned a good crime film with a director who hadn't done much, uh, involving Keith Allen. Ugh. Yeah, um, uh, Danny Boyle's was it his first film? It was his first feature film. I think he done yep. TV stuff, but it was first cinema release. Yes, featuring um, a young Ewan McGregor, young Ewan McGregor, and a young Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. and a naked Keith Allen. Well, you take what you get. Yeah. He does die very early on and gets dug into a shallow grave. Very good. 
You, you might have actually seen that one. Nope. No? Nope? Um, All right. <laughs> sort of mid to early 90s, wasn't it? Yep. Arrogant young British people yep. getting... The, but they also actually get head-butted and all sorts of things yep. for being arseholes. And then it, it eventually led into... Oh, it, it ended spectacularly. Mm. It eventually led into uh, what became Trainspotting as well. Yeah, it? actually, if we're saying that maybe Ransdale and Minion killed it off, something that Shallow Grave kind of kick-started, which was the wave of young, hip yeah. British cinema... Yeah. So, from so, the start of the Nadir. From, from cradle to grave. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going back in time to before even Shallow Grave was but a mere idea in Danny Boyle's mind, or whoever actually wrote it. We're going back to 1972. And Tom, what are we returning to? <sighs> we're doing Mutiny on the buses. Oh... That's it's like right. Get, it's like getting into a warm bath. It's good to be back. <laughs> Our first sequel follow-up to last year. I think maybe our most popular episode at time of recording. Mm-hmm. But let's see if it involves uh, drivers of an XX chromosome persuasion. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Are you talking about women drivers? No. Women drivers. No. Women drivers? No. Women drivers? No. Women drivers? No. Women drivers? Women drivers! Stop the madness! Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, Lorcan Mullen, L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple, N for Norman. At Tom Hodkinson. Tom spelt with an H because apparently I'm no better than Sadie Frost. Are you still doing this for another 15 times? Yeah, apparently I'm no better than Sadie Frost. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. It's at MichaelBell86. And follow us collectively on Facebook and Twitter at BodWodPop. I do the admin of it, but can't say it. B-O-W-O-B... P-O-D, Bob yeah. Pod. Follow us on that on both Facebook and Twitter, please. And talk to us and um, leave reviews and everything else on iTunes, please. Thank you very much. Recommend more films for us that maybe aren't as torturous as Randstall Minion, but are still bad. You know, we've got, we've, got, we've got levels. We've got, you know, this, you can't take, you can only take us so far. I mean, you did pick it. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> but our point is that these people went off and made a film under many, many various substances that makes it a miracle they even got up in the morning to start filming. I might explain why so much of it was filmed at night and at Bowling Greens. Why were they at that Bowling Green? We're done <laughs> now. Get rid of it. It's why over. did many of these things happen? It's cocaine. It's cocaine is the reason. End. 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 But these guys actually went and made a movie. This week, I fought a losing battle with a microphone and an audio interface, and that's why it still sounds like ass. We will try to make it sound less like ass. But until then, please keep listening. I like what it sounds like ass. Who doesn't like ass? That'll be on your, grave, on your gravestone. <laughs> gravestone? That's a thing. I would get a gravestone. No, you won't. You're going in the cupboard. You're going to get one of your bins, chuck you in the river. I'm a ditch boy. I'll end this with my favourite headstone that I saw recently on a, on a picture someone had taken on the on, on put up to the internet. Uh, it was a woman's grave. She lived like 72 years or so. And it's quite small font on the gravestones. So you have to get close. And it says, if you're reading this, you're standing on my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. That's better than rancid aluminium. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh... 
Leg Spunk. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs>